0: This is episode number 136 with Tenko Nikolov of the Founder Podcast.
1: What you need is thirst. You need to be a thirsty
0: human who is intent on learning.
1: It's a really fascinating, fascinating exploration
0: of human potential. Now. 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 now, the Founder Podcast. Even the greatest entrepreneurs had help. of this podcast, and also the CEO of Founder Magazine. Now, what's been happening in my world? Still on the grind, just uh, batching podcast episodes. We've got so many good ones coming up with some incredible founders. And, um, yeah, I'm just... uh, Working through them as we speak. Uh, as I mentioned, guys, if you are interested in starting an online business, you want to start a business. Don't know where to start? We do know, like I said, a few episodes ago, that at least thirty percent of our audience, unfortunately, haven't launched a business yet, or they, um, you know, or looking or trying to. And we want to help solve that problem. So we are working on an epic solution. If you want to find out more on this project. Go to foundermag.com, F-O-U-N-D-R-M-A-G.com forward slash e-commerce and uh, make sure you sign up to the wait list and you'll be notified uh, when this project goes live. Apart from that, uh, just hustling hard, getting ready for my trip to the stage, which is going to be awesome. going to do some interviews, um, speaking at a conference. Uh, what else am I doing? And uh, catching up with friends, so uh, networking, so it's going to be great. All right, um, now let's talk about today's episode with Tenko Nikolov. Uh, This guy is based out of Bulgaria, founder out of Bulgaria. And uh, I love speaking of founders that aren't in Australia, that aren't in Canada, that aren't in the US or aren't in the UK. Um, It's really interesting to hear just these, you know, startup hubs, like this one in Bulgaria that um, Tenko talks about. And he's built a massive company. Now, he's the founder of a company called SiteGround. And they're a really, really cool hosting company. And they have over half a million customers, which is absolutely incredible. And what's even more incredible is they are bootstrapped. They are self-funded. They haven't taken any investment. And uh, they are a very, very, very big company. And uh, Tenko talks about the challenges and also the strategies on how he's grown a company this size and build build a large company not in silicon valley and uh you know it can be done you know that's that's the that's what's refreshing to hear you know a lot of people say you know with the stuff that i'm trying to do with founder and build a household brand you know household entrepreneurial brand you know when are you going to move to um you know the states when are you going to move to san fran nathan and and I was like, you know what, I think what I'm trying to build, building a household name brand with, you know that impacts the lives of tens of millions of people on a monthly basis, I think that can be done out of Melbourne. Yes, we are going to set up an office in LA and do a lot of our interviews from there, and eventually, unfortunately, I won't be able to uh, do the interviews anymore, but, you know, I think HQ and core business and everything that we're doing, you know, can be all strategy coming out of uh, Melbourne. So, no, it's really refreshing to hear but uh, anyways enough about what my thoughts are Uh, let's jump into the show you're in for an absolute treat ton of gold in this episode all right now let's jump in the first question I ask every single person that uh, uh, comes on
1: is how did you get your job that's an interesting question Uh, so I've been a computer guy since uh, as long as I can basically remember. Uh, my granddad gave me my first computer at the age of seven, uh, which was around the time the communist regime here in Bulgaria fell. And uh, you could now actually buy stuff. So before that, we weren't able to buy anything. Uh, so that computer, it was like back in the day, it was like a two color green and black screen, and it didn't even have a hard drive. Uh, but I was fascinated by it. So later on, when I got my first i386 computer at the age of thirteen, I guess I, I I installed the Linux operating system and started playing hacker. Uh, you know, started hacking stuff, starting to discover network vulnerabilities and stuff, and exploiting them. And one day, a friend of mine and I accidentally hacked into a large U.S. corporation's network. Uh, we were able to compromise one of their servers and gain root access. And, you know, it, it was fun. It was fun to play with it for a couple of days and to brag about it in front of our friends. And uh, then one day we decided that we've had enough and that maybe it would be uh, nice for a change to actually tell that company what we did and how we did it. And uh, we, it took us maybe a week to, to get the courage to email them. But uh, after that, we emailed the company and said, hey, this is what we did. This is what we compromised. Here's how we did it. And uh, I think it took uh, more than a couple of days for the company to respond. Those were some very frightening days. Uh, <laughs> we were we were really frightened that uh, an FBI agent would uh, show at our doorstep any day now. And uh, surprisingly for us, though, uh, a man from the company contacted us, and uh, he was not mad at all. Uh, in fact, it turned out that that company took security really seriously and the man was really grateful that we contacted them and that we showed them the, that vulnerability and he even asked us how much money do we want for the information we have provided this was wow man this was wow somebody had offered us money for hacking into their servers this was fun for us it was unbelievable and uh, we didn't want the money uh we we didn't do it for the money uh, all we wanted was uh, in the first place was a server we can play with a server that is you know uh uh, on a dedicated line, and it's uh, online all the time. Because at that time, we all, uh, all we used was modems uh, like dialup, and no, nothing was online all the time. And uh, we told that guy that we wanted a server, and to our great great surprise, he gave us our first dedicated server. And 20 years later, I'm still doing hosting on 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 various stuff on servers. <laughs> it's really it's really something that I've been doing for a long time. So this is how I got started, and and uh, uh, later on we started with Sideground and uh, this is how it all began.
0: Yeah, wow, that's really crazy. This is really interesting. So, how uh, how did you like like what 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 triggered uh, starting SiteGround? Is this your f- uh, first venture? What was your first venture? Tell us more. I'm really curious.
1: So when we when we when we were starting out, this was. Uh, in, in the year of 2003, so uh, 14 years ago, I guess. At that time, there were uh, already many hosting companies. Back in 2003, I think there were around 33,000 of us, and uh, all of us offered almost exactly the same product, like the same features for a very similar price point and no real differentiator whatsoever. So uh, b- because I had some experience and, and, and uh, my partners had some experience, we thought hosting is extremely easy to do. You get the servers, you slice it to pieces, you sell it to individual clients, that, then you get another server and you slice it to pieces and you sell it again. That was exactly what everybody else was doing. Like It wasn't anything innovative. Like, it was exactly what everybody else was doing. So this is where we saw a niche. Uh, we wanted more. We wanted to achieve a lot more than than just slicing servers, and uh, at the time we thought reliability, performance, security, and affordability at the same time were a must. And uh, to be honest, none of the none of our competitors uh, at at that time, and uh, I dare say, say even now, uh, could offer such a complex combination of features, quality, and price at the same time. There were like reliable ones, like there were really good ones that would offer great support and great uptime, but they would cost, I don't know, a, a super big amount of money, crazy amount of money. And there were the the cheap ones, the affordable ones, but they would usually give you like super crappy service and they, w- they would have like tons of downtime and will likely lose your backup when you need it if they have a backup at all. So we thought we should change that we should do something we should do something that uh, customers will praise us for uh, at that time uh, starting a company an it company from bulgaria where where i am an eastern european country was a very very good thing there were tons of like self taught people much like myself eager to create new things and believing that they could actually make a difference and change the world uh, so we we decided to build this uh, very good hosting product, all by ourselves, uh, from scratch, like not using any third-party or very little third-party technologies. And uh, I think we managed to do that. We were soon beginning to be recognized by our by our clients. I think just two years in, we were recognized by our clients as superior to anything they they've tried. And uh, to this day, uh, whenever we find that we're missing something—a tool, a service, a feature, or something we're doing it ourselves. We're rolling up our sleeves and doing it ourselves. This is our thing. We we, we do uh, very complex technology and we do it. We do it all in-house.
0: Hey guys, I really hope you're feeling inspired from today's interview. The truth is there's never been a Tools and 24/7 real human support try founder plus today for just one dollar for seven days and start building your dream business with confidence you can visit founder.com forward slash founder plus trial or click the link in our show notes to claim your trial all right now I'll jump back in the show when you when you got given a server what what happened because I'm curious it doesn't sound like you you sound like, just, um, like a, a programmer. What, what, why did you change into a visionary?
1: What, what happened to me was that I, I realized that I can actually be paid for, for the thing that I love to do most. And uh, this kind of changed my mind that I can actually, instead of just doing stupid hacking tricks, I could actually use my knowledge to, to do something different, something good and to create a product that's, that would actually be outstanding.
0: Yeah, wow, that's amazing. So um, talk to me about, uh, you know, 13 years later, can you give us some numbers around traction and where SiteGround's at? Because you guys are very big now.
1: In terms of numbers, uh, it's pretty impressive. We, we have more than 500,000 domain names under uh, under management, and we have servers in four data centers on three continents and uh, we're probably one of the very few uh, large privately funded companies remaining in the hosting industry. Uh, the hosting industry itself has seen a tremendous consolidation in the past five years, I guess. And, uh, and because large players are, are buying the smaller players, that means fierce competition. And we, we've been staying on top of that. In terms of employees, uh, we started out with a little less than 10 people working out from a small apartment here in Sofia, Bulgaria. And currently, we're more than 400 people. Uh, we have side rounders all over the world. Uh, we have team members, I think, from 15 different countries now. And uh, our, our team speaks 30 different languages. We have five offices, and we, I, I think the number is we've hired 160 people last year alone. Wow. And we still, we're still heavily growing with high double-digit numbers year-over-year, uh, year, which I think for a 13-year-old company is still impressive.
0: Yeah, that is extremely impressive. So I'm really curious, um, where is your HQ? Like your head office is still in Bulgaria?
1: Yeah, our head office is still in Sofia, Bulgaria. Uh, But lately, we've been hiring more and more people remotely because uh, in Bulgaria, like many other places around the world, the good, talented uh, tech people, they're all hired now. Uh, So we have to find talent wherever, and uh, that's a thing right now.
0: Mm, Interesting. So you have not taken any VC money?
1: No, it's all bootstrapped. Uh, we've actually, uh, we actually have a, a couple of other uh, ventures that we've bootstrapped as well and uh, invested in, in several other companies. We have not taken a single dollar. And why is that? Uh, we believe that uh, having a good product is a must. And we also believe we're very keen on the idea of having a, a very innovative marketing so for example uh we we were the ones that kind of invented the hosting keywords like uh back in 2004 everybody was competing on, on the terms web hosting and that was too generic so we decided to try something more specific like mumble hosting mumble was a big thing back then it was uh, the most popular and praised cms at the time mm. content management mm. system and uh much like wordpress is now And surprisingly, people searched as much for it, if not more, than web hosting. So uh, we took that strategy and started building specific web pages for all the software that we were able to accommodate on our servers. And nobody else at the time was doing that. Uh, We got tons of organic signups when all of our competitors were paying premium to get theirs. And uh, a couple of of, of years later, uh, our competitors figured out what we were doing and uh, started started copying us like started creating those pages and 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 targeting those terms that we were targeting uh, but we were ready for that we knew that was coming and uh, uh we started with our other strategy we started creating a lot of free content we we started creating our free content long before content marketing was even a thing like a lot of uh, people got to know our, our brand to our detailed tutorials and templates Uh, And that was like more than eight years ago, probably nine years ago. Uh, We got so many clients finding us through our free content pages that uh, I don't think even our competitors paying were getting that that many clients. And nowadays, this, this approach is very well known and a lot of people are doing content marketing. But back then, we were one of the very first in our industry and it paid off really well. Like to this day, I meet people around the world who tell, who tell me, oh, wait, I know you guys, I've read so many of, of your tutorials. And, uh, and uh, we created a lot of free content, uh, a lot of free themes. And uh, lately, we've been, uh, we've been uh, involved in a lot of uh, open source communities. Like, for example, we visit and sponsor many WordPress events. WordPress is probably the most popular uh, CMS out there nowadays. And we we sponsor and visit probably more than fifty WordPress events throughout the year uh, uh, around the world, and uh, we attend mo- most of them. We try to socialize with our clients and speak. And uh, when we first uh, started getting into those communities five five years ago, uh, nobody knew us. Basically, they knew uh, they they read our tutorials, but they didn't know anything about SiteGround. Uh, we were an unknown company from Eastern Europe in an extremely competitive market. And uh, nowadays, we are not only competing with the WordPress-specific hosts, like the WordPress-only hosts, but we are also uh, dictating what the, space, uh, the, host, the hosting space should do. Uh, it's extremely complicated to support such a, a multivariant infrastructure like WordPress uh, and other uh, CMS softwares at the same time, but we do it. And uh, today, I think we're one of the only four companies worldwide that is recommended by WordPress.org, the official WordPress uh, page. And uh, it's a recognition we work very long and hard for. So basically, we're trying to do a lot of like clever marketing things. And uh, at the same time, we try to create like a lot of technologies. But throughout the years, uh, we, we invested a lot in creating our own technology stack. Uh, We were pioneers in things that I think were considered hardly possible at the time, such as isolating hosting accounts uh, from one another, uh, which was a big thing, I think, 10 years ago. Uh, Nowadays, we run our own Linux container stack, uh, which is one of the largest container deployments in the world. And uh, we also try to support other cool technologies, like, for example, I don't know if you heard about Let's Encrypt, it's, a, it's an SSL for everybody project. Mm, uh, no, I haven't. It's, it's a project that basically SSL SSLs like security certificates for the web. Yes. And it's a project that basically gives uh, uh, the once expensive SSL certificates for free for everybody. Gotcha. Yeah, so we backed this a couple of years ago, and now, now Let's Encrypt is probably the largest security authority out there with millions of certificates issued.
0: Mm, yeah, wow, interesting. So you've got innovative marketing strategies. I'm sure many companies um, have tried to uh, acquire you. How come you have not uh, exited or sold the company yet?
1: uh to be honest because we still think that there is so much to do so much we can do if if we thought that we we were done we would probably have sold uh by now uh but we still have tons of ideas and uh 2017 won't be enough for 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 making all of those happen
0: yeah wow interesting and when it comes to i guess um you said that uh you guys are investing in other companies so i guess that kind of helps uh, with, with other endeavors and, and starting other companies. What are the companies that you're investing in? Are you guys acquiring other companies as well?
1: We have not made uh, like an acquisition, like buying 100%. But for example, we have invested uh, in, in, in a technology company for distributed storage. And uh, it's a very innovative company out of Bulgaria uh, that creates a very uh, strong software-defined product. For, for storage. And it's trusted by by a lot of big brands nowadays. So this, these are the type of investments that we do, things that we, we feel that there is a need of, and somebody with a innovative solution to that need.
0: Gotcha. And before I hit record, you said um, it's uh, late at night for you, so you'll relax later. I'm curious, uh, have you found that the the larger your company gets, uh, you know, now it's four hundred people. Uh, the easier things
1: are for you. Oh, <laughs> a lot! All of my friends uh, uh, and people around me they basically think that when you've reached our level, all I do is like go to vacations and what, wonder what <laughs> to do with my all day free time. And uh, to be honest, the truth is I'm I'm busier than ever. Uh, no matter how far you go and how much success you achieve, nothing comes easy, and uh, it is the result of very hard teamwork. It's not just me; it's, it's it's teamwork. And if I didn't show up for my team every single day, I doubt we will be where we are right now.
0: Mm, I see. So when you say we, you have co-founder. How many?
1: Uh, so we were, uh, we were four people, uh, at the beginning. Uh, it's two of us now. Got you. And what happened? So, uh, one, unfortunately one of the founders died. Uh, of oh, cancer.
0: No, I'm so sorry to hear that. That's terrible.
1: Yeah, it's terrible. It was, it was a pretty bad thing. Uh, and, uh, the other one, uh, he just decided that he wants to pursue something else in his life and, uh, we we're still friends. Uh, it's 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 not that something bad happened there. It's just he decided to to take a different route.
0: Mm, yeah, wow. so you know you guys you guys are quite strong at at creating innovative products. Um, you seem to see ahead of time in terms of of marketing. I'm curious what else is fueling growth? How did you learn to to build and and grow a fast company, man? because it sounds like you, you You don't have the background, Bulgaria, like, like where are you learning?
1: We're constantly trying to think of different things to do and and things to differentiate with. And uh, those ideas that that we have, we're not learning them from from anywhere. it's It all comes from our desire to change, to create to create something different, to create something better. And at the same time, to 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 do it by by a way that nobody else is doing it, so it's it's a trial and error. It's it's not like a formula I can give you and it it will work. It's a lot of late night thinking and during the day implementation and error and repeating that same exercise all all over again.
0: Hmm. And can you tell us about some of your, I guess greatest business lessons that you could share with our audience?
1: Do you want it to be
0: like a big lesson or
1: like just a few words?
0: No, let's, let's go for some big lessons.
1: I think people, people have to dream big and, uh, I think they have to, they have to be stubborn and pursue whatever, whatever they, their goal is and never to believe that they, uh, they have done everything possible because there's always time to do something better especially in the, in the product world where, where, uh, where I work, uh, there's always a better product. Uh, the world is ever-changing. Technology is ever-changing. So there's always something better. So you need to stay on the verge of what's possible. And, and uh, with, with team efforts, people will like you.
0: How do you stay on the cutting edge? I know that you said you always, um, like you said, you, you guys have so much more to do. But how do you stay on the cutting edge?
1: For us, it's always trying to, to do something that that is we we clearly see the need for, but it's never been done before. Uh, I can give you an example of what we are doing now. Uh, we're currently doing an artificial intelligence bot that would be helping our clients with their ever-growing hosting inquiries. And uh, hopefully that, that bot we're doing would be the first chat bot in the hosting industry and uh, at the same time would be able to solve very complex problems by itself
0: yeah so wow
1: this is something that 5 years ago i thought it, it we weren't ready for but i think we are today we you should never like give up your dreams you should never give up your ideas if it's not the right time then just wait for the right time and then do it
0: that's crazy, so this AI bot, this will replace some of your
1: support staff? I'm more thinking about it as a complementary rather than replacing humans. So it it would uh, be able to resolve a lot of the simpler things and troubleshoot much, much faster than a human would be able to. But uh, when it comes to more complex uh, stuff, this would still be uh, work for the humans at least for the, for the next <laughs> 10 to 15 years.
0: Wow, that's crazy. So, yeah, look, I, I just find it really, really fascinating, Tenko, that um, you know, you guys have a very large company. You're based out of Bulgaria, you're hundred percent bootstrapped. It sounds like you guys uh doing a lot of cool stuff on the cutting edge, really fast growing company still to this day. What is um causing it uh apart from, you know, great team um, you know your, your your you and your co-founder. Like, what else is causing this um, to happen? Because you guys, you know, you're not based out of Silicon Valley. You don't have you know experts around you that you can go to. I asked you who who do you learn from, and you guys you said to me you learn from trial and error. So, can you give me, I guess, a little more to to understand? Um, because I, I do a lot of interviews, but um, this is quite a rare and unique one in the in with these circumstances
1: well to be honest bulgaria is really a, a good place uh, for running an IT company it is actually considered to be the silicon valley of europe we have so many talented people it's not so many in terms of a big number but it's 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 a big number in terms of percentage of the population of bulgaria because of bulgaria is a small country it's it's like a 6 million people country mm. and uh, and uh, it it used to be really easy to start an IT business from here. Uh, back in two thousand three, the salaries were were really really low uh, here in Bulgaria, so uh, we were able to to hire the best people for only a fraction of the cost of of the cost of what would they co- uh, have cost us if they were in in San Francisco or even in in, in Western Europe. Uh, so we started surrounding ourselves with with ourselves with with people that were much smarter than us, people that were uh, eager to do things differently, eager to create, and uh, and uh, they those those people that we hired back in the day they brought other like-minded people. Uh, so right now we have a a great team, a team that a, a lot of other companies would envy us for. And uh, that all started from a small country with just people that were curious to create something new.
0: Mm, yeah, okay, interesting. I see. And do you have a CEO in place or
1: your CEO still? I'm still CEO. I think that that might, might be changing in the upcoming years, but we'll see. Mm, I see. And you
0: guys definitely give stock options and things like that? Uh, to employees, yes. Yes, got you. Okay, I see. And um, how you said that you have offices was in 13 countries?
1: Uh, we have five offices. Yes. So, uh, five offices. We have employees in 15 different countries. And we have uh, our employees speak uh, 30 different languages 30, 29, 29 different languages. Wow. So, um,
0: we have to work towards wrapping up, but um, I'm really curious how do you coordinate? with stuff like that going on, man?
1: Everything is online, man. Uh, Like most of the offices, uh, we only have management in one office. Uh, The other five offices that we have, we don't have management in.
0: Wow. So how do people know what they have to do?
1: Uh, It's a combination of of, uh, processes and uh, well-written responsibilities. And uh, at the same time, uh, we... um, Good communication. Uh, Lately we've been using Slack and Slack has been extremely helpful uh, in in communicating between the teams. So it has helped us tremendously in improving communication between the teams. Uh, But everything is distributed now and and we can manage it all from Bulgaria or from anywhere else. So for example, I can come to Australia and spend two months there and we'll be able to work with, with my team from there. We're actually trying to make everybody go to, to, to try to learn to work remotely. Uh, we bought MacBooks for everybody just to be able to uh, – for them to go anywhere and work from there. So we, we we just want to be able to to have this type of company where everybody is everywhere.
0: Like Basecamp? Yes. I see. Interesting. Um, because a company at that scale, how how, how do you – even on Slack, I just find it – Hard to comprehend how you manage communications. Like it must be so difficult, right?
1: Maybe one day it was, but it, it it isn't right now. Everybody knows what they have to do, and they know whenever they have to ask some something, they know where to go to ask. They know who who can answer their questions, and people are really responsive about that. It's it's all about how the team handles it. It's not so. It's not something that we just do a policy and it works. It's it's about Getting everybody on the same page and wanting to help each other.
0: Mm. And how do you manage people and and keep make sure that uh, people you have the right people on the bus doing the right things?
1: This is an extremely difficult question, to be honest. Uh, well, we ten years ago, we used to me and my partner, Ivo, we used to be involved in every single day-to-day operation. Five years ago, we were still involved in every single day-to-day operation, and and uh, one day we decided that this should change because the company was getting so big that it it wasn't manageable. Mm. Uh, so we we started creating like a good mid middle management in place, and I I think for five years time that we've been doing that we have that already, and we have some wonderful people in our team on on the mid management positions that they're simply taking care of everything they're onboarding people they're training them they're showing them the right ways to communicate to clients and and in in com- that with, in combination with with the good practices we have so for example our clients contact us most when when we have downtime if we fix the downtime problem like we if we don't get downtime we will get less contacted so uh, we we fix a lot of things like that so that people would just have a seamless experience clients will have a seamless experience everything will just work uh, so a good team a very well trained team and a working product equals to a happy client and uh, it's it's really easier to manage than if if all is falling apart and nothing is working and we constantly have problems and a lot of our competitors are facing this uh, like nowadays, there are a lot of threats online, like there are constant DDoS attacks and spam and scam and credit card fraud and everything. And it's hard to cope with all, all of it if, if you don't have a good product. Uh, but I think we've managed to to stand on top of it. And I, I think we'll continue to do so in the years to come.
0: Hmm. Yeah, really interesting. Okay, well, look, uh, final questions before we wrap, man. I'm still really curious because we have a team of. You're gonna laugh. We have a team of uh, around you know a couple of handfuls and mm-hmm. and sometimes and we we have people remotely and sometimes I I feel that it is a struggle to, to manage. You, I I know you're probably thinking this guy wow um, and. Like what tools are you using? You said you use Slack. What? What? Can you give us just a really good process of, of how you, you know, how it works? Where people work autonomously? Is the strategy just coming out of your head office in Bulgaria, and then the remote is is not really strategy? Um, so yeah. the
1: remote is right now. Right now, the remote is is more of a support kind of thing. Yes. Like. Every single remote employee is, is uh, in, in the either technical support or customer service departments. Yes. But that is about to change. Uh, we, are, we want to hire marketing and exec people in the U.S. Yes. So it's, it's about to change. But s- still, like our customer, customer service teams are probably the largest teams in our company. Uh, they're, they're, they're probably 80% of our employees. So it's it's still hard to like get get everybody on the same page, but we've we managed to do it so far. And I think we're getting better and better at, at this.
0: Hmm. Yeah. And how how like big are the Skype calls? You guys do Skype, you do Zoom? What kind of call what kind of call software are you using to get everyone on?
1: Usually we we would just chat if it's something that we can resolve in like a few lines. Yep. And uh, if, if not, we would do Google Hangouts.
0: I see. And what other tools are you using?
1: Uh, we use Jira to, uh, like to do project management stuff yep. and track bugs and stuff. And uh, most of the other tools that we're using are internal, like in-house written. Yep. Got you. I see. Awesome. All right, man. Well, look, um, last
0: question. Uh, I guess just a final Parting words uh, to finish off this this interview. Uh, best pieces of advice, best practices, greatest lessons. You, you shed one. Um, if you have anything else that you'd like to share on what it takes to build a fast growth company that's sustainable, um, that would be great. And then uh, finish off on uh, lastly as well on where the best place is. People can find out more about SiteGround.
1: So I just have to say that hard work never hurt anyone. And uh, you have to dream, dig, and just do it and to never take yourself too seriously along the way. And uh, that's a recipe that worked for us and I'm sure it, it can work for a lot of your audience too. And people can learn more about SideGround on, on our website. It's uh, sideground.com and uh, that's it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, look,
0: thank you so much for your time, man. I really appreciate it. Thanks, man, and have a great day. You too. Hey, guys, I hope you enjoyed this interview. As you might already know, our mission at Founder is to help tens of millions of people every single week with our content, either start or grow their business, which is exactly why we're partnering with world-class founders such as Damon John, Alexa Von Tobel, Greta Van Reel.